Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question, and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. I am here with a whole panel of guests today. So we've got a fun little topic today. I'm going to introduce uh, introduce my guest first. I've got Steve uh, to my left. Say hey, hi, kids. Steve. Uh, you can't see my handsome panel here. And I've got Brad. Good afternoon. And I have got... Samaria. Samaria. I knew Silveria. I was going Samaria. See, I knew I was going to say your name wrong. Sill is fine. <laughs> Sill. Yep. We have Sill here. Uh, I was going to let her say her name, so I didn't butcher it. <laughs> uh, I finally have a girl. Uh, so I'm always lacking sidekick chicks. Uh, so I've got a sidekick chick today. And we've got uh, Tommy, of course, uh, our producer. Say hi, Tommy. Hello. Tommy's always our voice for the millennials because Tommy's young and uh, they sometimes look at things a little bit differently. So we're all going to be weighing in today. And today we're going to talk about kind of a he said, she said and communication and how everything's changing every day. Like nothing ever stays the same. If somebody were to try to write a handbook on dating, they would have to update it weekly, Right between all the terminology and all the things that, uh, you know, all the, the bad habits that people acquire uh, over time we, and new dating apps and, you know, things like that. We well, just, and cancel culture. And what? Be cancel culture. What's the cancel culture? You'll, I mean, if you say the wrong thing or the exact right thing, but three weeks later it's the wrong thing, you're out. Yeah, this is, uh, this. Well, you know what? You never know what somebody wants. And I think that's this whole unraveling the mystery of somebody when you get to know them. You know, we had talked a couple weeks ago. I can't remember which panel I had, but we were talking about first dates and how people always send their representative on a first date instead of, you know, actually showing up authentically as who they are. Uh, Was it you that was telling me if you show up authentically, people aren't interested? That somebody told that was me, not they, me that was not you because I'm okay if they are not interested in me. Yeah. It, because you always show up authentically. I, I'd like to, I'd like to think I do. Yeah. Right. Tommy, well, you, you do as well. I know that that's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think not... it might've been either Chris or Dennis. That... Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the reminder. Thank God you have it together. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you always want to make a good first impression. You always want to make the effort, but yeah, don't, don't be something you're not. And yeah. don't try to be something. I, I know I had made the comment. One of my clients had said to me, I want them to like me. You know, that whole goal of the first date was to have that person like them, which has to be the complete wrong way of going about it. Because now your intention is out there to be somebody that that person wants you to be versus who you are. Right. So you've already lost. You've already lost. Well, I think that's right, though. But you want them to like you, but you want them to like you for you. You. Yeah. You, know, you don't want them to like somebody that you're a fictitious creature or cre- uh, a fictitious individual that you're creating, a personality that's not truly yours. Right. You want them to like you for you. And people do tend to, um, I've done it before, I've been guilty of it, to people to tend to, oh, I love that too, or oh, that's, I enjoy that as well, when maybe, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did it once, but you're really not that into it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I actually, one of my clients... Uh, he wasn't, um, his first dates weren't going anywhere after the first date. 
And uh, so he actually recorded his one of his first dates for me uh, so I could hear the audio. I had two hours of audio to listen to. That was a that was kind of a beating. But uh, but it was interesting to see. I mean, just to to see how communication happens amongst people, you know, on a first date. It was I mean, I, I think if people did it, people should record their first dates and go back and listen, because if you listen to yourself, you'd probably be shocked at what you at what you heard, but listening to the the conversation, I all I could think about was they never hit anything, nothing that wasn't superficial. You know, there was nothing like where was the question? How, well, when was your last relationship? Why did you get out? Why do Why do you think you haven't been married? Why do you think you haven't found the right person? You know, what is it that you're looking for? I mean, those are questions you should be asking on a first date because we're talking about communication today. So. I feel like the best place to start. Tommy's shaking his head. I think I that's saw, something I looked reserved. from Brad too. I got stink eyes. So. Oh, I'm just thinking about next time I'm on a first date. I'm going to have to ask: Are you recording this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's like the the main issue is that you are asking very personal questions. Yes. I feel like yes, that should be addressed, but I do not think that that is first date material. I think that is maybe second or third date because at that point you are starting to make a commitment to meeting them. After your first impression, you're starting to get a feel for them and you kind of want to see where this goes. You need to, you can start asking then. I so, agree. I agree. I think how much of the you do you want to show on the first date? How how you do you want to get? I mean, I think those those questions should come, you know, second, third. I think the first date is more How of, you do you want to get? You know, I think <laughs> the first date is, you know, do our, our sense of humor, do so those connect? Are we just kind of connecting just to begin with to even, I, I don't want to know those questions on the first date. I just want to know if I'm going to connect with you up front in the beginning. How so how easy, easy is it for you, Syl, to spot someone who's just being fake? Uh, like, do you do you have a good do you have a good BS detector? Um, probably not. I'd like to lie and say that I do, but are, are, <laughs> you, really are you busy don't. later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you know, I really don't. Tommy would like to go. I think I tend to you know always want to see that they're being them. Um, it probably takes me, you know, a good, I don't know, maybe a half hour of sitting with somebody, um, but uh, I don't have a real good upfront. So here's the thing. Here's my thing to everybody who's out there dating. And Steve, I know you're going to agree with me. I just know you are. Um, it's like going on an interview in a sense. You know, you go for a job interview and there are people that actually ask the same questions. Tell me about your last job. Why did you leave? You know, the basic questions that everybody asks on a job interview. Then there's the questions that people should be asking is what three words would your last coworkers use to describe you? You know, what five words, you know, would you use to describe, you know, your ideal job? Um, what, you know, what are the five words that people throughout your life have used to describe your personality? Um, you know, things like that where they're really out of the box questions where somebody has to think outside of the box, where they have to really search within themselves to give you the answer because you're only dating the representative until you get to the real questions. I'm not saying ask those kind of questions on a first date. I'm, I was just merely saying you want to ask the out of date, out of the box questions because you want to know who that person is. Otherwise, you're finding out, okay, these are your interests, which you could have, if you met them online, you could easily see that online. You're asking them their interests and about things you already kind of have a general idea about, or if you've seen their social media page, you have a general idea about. The, the way you get 
on a second date is through a connection, right? It's a emotional connection. The only way you're going to get to an emotional connection is to talk about something emotional. Is to talk about something. So here's that, a good that example stirs. of that. Um, for, first of all, I try to use a good rule of thumb, which is, would you like you if you met you? That's a pretty good rule of thumb to take into a first date. You know, just hey, are you, would you like you if you met you? So, so and, bringing and talking about your baggage and not, all of that not, stuff is not going to make the best first impression. Yeah, no, it's not. And and in fact, I don't think you have to show up and really talk about you. I, um, my experience is that if you actually show, and I think guys have an advantage in this way, guys, you're going to show up on a date and you're going to want to go out with somebody who's really beautiful and attractive, and you're going to have the opportunity to sit across from her. And if you pay attention, you're going to learn that just think how long has it been since anybody's ever taken the time to actually make the effort to find out about this person rather than just the beautiful person sitting in front of you. Have you ever scratched the surface, gotten to the, you know, the chewy center of the Because that's what connects somebody and, to yeah. you. It's like, I've just revealed something personal uh, of myself. Yeah. I've, I've talked to this person about something that means something. So we've shared moments. We've shared personal things. So I'm connected with you now. I went out to, I, I, I had a date with a lady and um, she's a military veteran. I'm a military veteran. And I knew from her social media that she was widowed. Her husband was active duty and died on active duty. And she had a son on the autism spectrum. We were halfway through dinner and I said, so tell me about, and I said her husband's name and she just froze. I mean, she was like, she couldn't believe she was so appreciative that somebody actually just asked instead of tiptoeing around it and not, you know, and, and being afraid to ask about her husband. I'm like, well, yeah, so clearly, so I want to I want to throw one thing out at you. Okay. I I love that you asked. However, where I have seen women get super offended because there is so much uh, information available out there, I've heard a lot of women say like if you, if they have if a guy seen something on their social media about their dog or their kids or whatever, and then a man asks about it, then she knows he's been creeping on her social media, and then 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 he's a stalker, and then she doesn't want to. I mean, I've seen people not even go on first dates because somebody mentioned something. Here's about a pro tip, ladies. If that's going to bother you, don't put that crap right. on social media. <laughs> yeah. Grow yeah. up. <laughs> Let me throw it out there for the world to see. But don't tell me you saw it. I mean, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. I, and, and you're right. There are, are people that, you know, get offended by that and like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he went through all my stuff. And the truth of the matter is, they're probably doing it too. Yeah, I was about she to say double to his, standard. Yeah, she went to his page, and yeah. I actually appreciate that you <clears throat> brought it up and said, you know, hey, just want to, how about your husband, or how about your kids, or how about your dog, or, or whatever it was. You know, because some people, I mean, honestly, probably everybody here, we all do it. I mean, we all go to somebody's page to kind of get to know them a little bit. Again, just that initial interest. Do we like some of the same things? I mean, I've went to people's pages. I'm like, eh. You know, I don't really kind <laughs> right? of don't have the same interest and I'm not going to entertain it. You know, I mean, if there's somebody that reaches out and they want to, you know, hey, how are you doing? I may go look and be like, there's yeah. there's no common interest there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I wasn't saying you're a stalker. I don't I think it's totally fine what you did. I'm just I, I telling you, I didn't take I've had that experience <laughs> with women sure. that have said that they have these strong boundaries. So you just I think you, I think you have to be careful um, but I think it, I think what you said is so amazing that, you know, just taking that time to ask somebody about 
their past to ask them about their relationship. And she's widowed. That had been the hardest thing. That's much e- that's much harder to talk about than a divorce or a yeah. anything like that. You know, I would Yet be you very weren't unlikely. afraid to ask. Yeah, I'd be very unlikely to ask about somebody's divorce. That's something that I think you let them come to that. You let them bring that up on their terms. But, you know, look, if 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 she's widowed and it's her cover photo and, you know, a photo of him is her cover photo with her son or whatever, I almost thought it would be rude not to ask. But why would you not want to ask somebody on a first date about their history? Because it tells you everything you need to know about that person. I mean, not everything, but it tells you so much about that person if you know their history. If somebody's 50 years old, they've never been married, but they've been engaged four times. Why did the engagements break off? You know, you're, you are, you're you're learning, you know? Yeah. You're learning immediately. That way it saves you time and energy down the road. Why go on a second date if you've seen the red flags on the first? I think there's, I think there's, you know, every scenario is going to be different. I mean, how often, how many conversations have you had? How many times have you talked over the phone before you've agreed to meet? I mean, you know, somebody's actually asked you on a date, you know, if there's mutual friends or you meet, you know, at a gym or something. And so you've had some kind of, you know, just quick brief conversations and you're like, okay, well, I kind of, kind of like this person. And we've had a few phone conversations. There's a lot of interest there. Uh, there's a connection. And then maybe on that first date, then there's maybe, you know, some first, some questions to ask. I am not going to disagree because all of you feel that way. And I would assume that the majority of the dating world kind of feels that way too. Like those are kind of personal questions. But I'm going to say this, and only probably because it's my job, I interview a lot of people. I interview a lot because as a matchmaker, I interview a lot of single people. And the very first thing I do is I ask the tough questions. And it might not be that I'm interviewing somebody for matchmaking, but if I meet somebody out and I'm talking to them and maybe I'm thinking about them for a client and I start asking, I'm going to ask them, are you married? You know, first and foremost, because I want to know if they're single. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dig in. I don't care who it is. And I'm going to tell you one thing that happens that I think is crucial. And Steve, you do the same thing. So you're going to have to agree with me. You have to, you have to agree with me. The thing is, is that when somebody leaves a conversation with me, even after a first meeting, even if they're not a client, even if it's somebody I've met somewhere, they'll tell what a what a great conversation. You know, you were so open. It was so easy to talk to you. And that bonds you to somebody. That's the person that wants to go on a second yeah, date with exactly. you. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, that's the connection you want to have on a first date. But there are people who can talk for three hours and say nothing. And <laughs> I mean, you know, I heard, yeah. we've all we've all come across them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to spend maybe 30 minutes with them max and, and I'm done. So, I, you know, I think the better point is you can talk less about yourself. You can show an interest in the person sitting across from you. And and if you say the, I don't want to say say the right things, if you actually use your brain and don't worry about you and show a bigger interest in them, it's going to, you'll there's yardage to be picked up there in the connection. So well, I think a lot of the problem is, just in my experience, and I could, apparently I'm doing all this dating wrong on the first date because... <laughs> I don't start with these questions. I'm my first date is regardless if we've talked before, regardless if we know each other. If it's a first date, I'm asking, how was your day? And I, you know, because the most important part to me, I don't care about all the stuff. If we can't have a just a easy conversation, if that conversation feels forced, 
and there's uncomfortable silence or there's awkwardness in it, that's not going to work for me. I understand you can be nervous. I understand that. I get that. I get nervous all the time. You should see me shaking right now. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but my point is, is that you know, how's your day? Yeah, tell me about that. If I'm learning about this individual, really, I didn't know you knew. You know, whatever the case is, however you can get the conversation rolling just to where it flows naturally. The questions of, you know, tell me about your significant other, tell me about your kids and all that. That's something that I mean, you I don't say. have to start as a first question, but I'm saying, you know, that that those those are the conversations when you ask, what do you do? You know, what do you do for a living? How long have you done that? How did you get into that? You know, and you start, you know, going into their interests and taking an interest in them. That's where it just comes. It's going to come naturally. And so this person sitting in front of you and they're single, you know, the most important things you need to know because you're single and you're looking for a relationship is what, why are you single? Where, what brought you to this point in your life? You know, if they were married, so how long were you married? Do you have kids? You know, I mean, you probably already know that, but you know, so you have kids. Um, how long have you been divorced? Tell me what your date, you know, what is, what is, you know, how has this been going for the past eight years that you've been single dating or whatever it is? I mean, why not talk about those things? Because it's the obvious right in front of you. And that's why you're there. You're not there to talk about the weather and the, you know, and all the other superficial all right. things. Tommy, I don't, okay. what? here's a question for you. All right. You get to referee this. Okay. So Syl and Brad are sitting over there on your left. Uh -huh. And I are sitting over here on your right. And how much of what you are hearing sounds like Brad and Syl are simply younger than us <laughs> and, and, are not, and are not in a hurry and just are working from a different framework. And how much does this sound like Jen and I are over here and we just like cut the shit. Let's just get to it. Yeah. Let's, let's just get to some answers and not rudely, but you just reach a point where you just don't have that much time to waste with people. It's funny. That you was... don't have that much patience. So how, how much does that sound like maybe there's a... Um, a generation, even though it's not a full generation between us, but uh, um, how much does that sound like it to you? It, it's kind of a mixed as both half and half. Like there is some stuff that I do agree with you guys, but with the questions that you can kind of discern, uh, and I'm getting very political, I guess, with my answer, but you, there are times where you can ask specific questions like that. You can dig into their baggage. But I'm also of the adverb of like, you don't have to jump right into it. You don't have to just like bring it up at the moment. You can take your time. You can enjoy the moment that you have. Let the conversation develop yes. naturally. Yeah. And if you're given the if you're given the prompt to, do it. But you have to be able to read your uh your SO across from you. So you have to read the mood. You have to read the atmosphere the where timing. you're at. Timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. important. Tommy's an old soul. He's young, but he's an old soul. Wise so. beyond his years. So what's I, your take? I, I think it, you know, it can be again going back to the you and how much you want to share of you. Because you're unveiling a lot. I mean, for some people, I mean, you don't know what all they've been through. I mean, if they did go through a really bad relationship or a bad divorce or whatever that looked like, they're they're unveiling a lot of themselves in those questions. And I, I know I've been guilty of it. Of, okay, if I share too much right now, is he just going to shut down and not? I mean, there's more to me, you know, than just what these questions are, or if, you know, if he's asking questions of the past and obviously some questions of the future. And people too. do need to learn. That's a good point because people need to learn how to share their history without dumping their history right. out. 
Right. You know, this is, you know, I divorced. This is why I divorced. You know, this was his responsibility. This was my responsibility. This is where we are now. Bam. Without dumping. And I hear that from a lot of guys. That yeah, women, they have... go on, on dates and women dump on them. And it's real easy to sit back and say, oh, you know what? If I share and then they just don't like me, well, then it just whatever. It just was not supposed to be. Yeah. Or we just don't. But, you know, again, some people just... They don't know how to communicate it. They don't know when to stop. They don't know how to give just, okay, well, this was it. And they go into just, you know, all of a sudden you're a counselor and you're listening to everything that they've been through, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it just, again, it's just, it, it's unveiling a whole lot. And, you know, how many quote unquote interviews do you have to go on? And it kind of can get exhausting. I mean, I don't date that much though, that it gets exhausting. But I mean, I would imagine for people that are actively pursuing or dating or on apps and things, and maybe they're going on a lot of quote unquote interviews, that's a lot. And then uh, I would imagine if they're constantly answering those questions and then somebody doesn't want the second or third date, then it's like, wow, what's wrong with me? I'm getting all this rejection now as soon as I start to share. So I, it's just there's so many Red different flag angles. for you, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like you you just said, like if somebody sees that's a pattern, like I'm sharing and then these people are disappearing, at what point do you go, maybe it's me? Right. Maybe it's not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, Brad? Well, you see this... <laughs> social media, Facebook, you know, you see these funny posts that, you know, it's how much am I crazy? Do I want to share? The thing is, is everybody's got a past. Everybody's got a past. Somebody's got some, you know, it's all relative too. One experience is different, you know, is severe to that individual, but might be less severe to me. But, you know, it just comes to, as Syl was saying, you know, regulate or monitor how much you share. And like we were discussing, go with the flow of the relation or the conversation, you know, just you, you give what you need to give without giving too much, but not necessarily withholding anything. It's just let the conversation lead you into a comfort level. Yeah. You know, that flow, um, after listening to that two hour date, uh, um, I'm recording, I, there was a lot of information exchange between these two, but there was never a connection made. In two hours, there was never a connection made. And there was like talking over each other because she was trying to spew out information. He was trying to spew out information. And there was never, there was never a connecting point on it. Like what you just said, there should be a flow. It's like you ask a question, you listen to the answer, and then maybe you engage back and forth on that same topic versus trying to cover you know, some long list of we need to talk about all this on a first date. And people do walk in with a list on a first date. But that also comes back to just basic communication, active listening. You know, how engaged. Thank you. How engaged are you with what your listening date is saying? Are you just trying to check off boxes? Yeah. Or are you listening to their experiences? Because being listened to is so intimate. Like you've already you've already connected with somebody. There's where the there's where somebody wants a second date. Because they feel listened to, understood, whatever it may be. But that's the connection that happens. So don't be afraid to go into the deeper questions with somebody if if it arises or if you can find an opportunity, you know, because really that's what you want to know about somebody anyway. And I, th- I know all these people can, you know, dance around information and, you know, they don't like, especially women. You know, women don't like, men are so direct. And so here's where we talk about how women and men communicate differently. Men are direct. Like a man could come out to his guy friends and go, 
hey, do you, what do you guys think about this outfit? And so a guy will go, dude, you, you look, look fat. Dude, you look fat. Exactly. <laughs> a guy will say that. You look fat. You know, go change. And a guy will just, okay, and he'll go change. Where if that happened with a woman, we would be devastated. I mean, I'd be like, I'm not going. You know, I look fat. I'm not going. Yeah, just yeah, so forget oh, it. This looks, lo- this looks great on you, but I think, why don't you try this on? I think this could look great. You would you. say that yeah, to your right. guy friends? Not you. Okay, that's right. <laughs> He'd say that to a woman, and I'm just telling you, as a woman, I would know that that means that I look fat. <laughs> yeah, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't go that direction. It dep- <laughs> wait, it depends on the woman. It it does. It depends on the woman and how long I've known her and right, how long and how close we are and how you know. Man said that to me. I'd be like, "What don't you like about my outfit? What is it? Why don't you like?" <laughs> I didn't right? know they ask each other that. <laughs> <laughs> You don't ever see guys in Bass Pro Shop walking out going, Bill, does this plaid thing make my butt look bad? <laughs> Y'all don't do the whole this shoe or that shoe, like which shoe right. looks better? <laughs> Stand on one foot. Brings out my calves. <laughs> I literally text people, my, my, my sister-in-law, I'm like, which shoe looks better? Yeah, and I don't Send care if pictures. I'm shopping. I'll ask, I'll ask strangers. Uh, I'll ask strangers. You yeah. know, do you like this? What do you think about this? Um, Okay, so uh, so I wanted to um, I wanted to get into today. Um, I thought this might be a great segue in because we are talking about communication, and I think where where men and women tend to get it wrong is that um, you know on a date or getting to know each other is in the fact that we don't understand each other. And I hear this all the time: men say I don't understand women, and women say I don't understand men. Right? But I do think that. As Brad said, if you listen close enough, people tell you exactly everything you need to hear. I've been counseling for 25 years, and I'm going to tell you something. The secret to me being as good as I am at stuff and finding things that no other counselor has found is because of my amazing listening skills. Because I can hear if somebody's pitch changes in their voice. I can hear if they say something and their energy shifts. I, I'm an amazing listener, lie detector too. So, but, but I am saying from that standpoint, like that's, that's the key is listening to people because they will tell you everything you want to know. But from a communication standpoint, we're on such different, we're on, we're, we're always trying to get our agenda across or have somebody meet our expectations. So we're never really present, but I think that people tell you what you need to hear if you listen Um, however, men and women have a different way of communicating. Women don't want to, women, we weren't raised to be direct. We were raised to be nice and sweet. So at least some of us, (laughs) (laughs) I know there's some that don't, um, but we were raised to be nice and sweet about it. And guys are much more direct. Would you agree, Steve and Brad and Tommy? Absolutely. If you ask for my opinion, you're going to get it. Right. And Uh, you're like, yeah, um, you asked. Oh, here it comes. It's almost like the old, uh, what was it? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And, uh, you know, John Gray used to talk about, like, you know, if you want the guy to take out the trash, then just tell him, take out take out the trash now, right? Don't say, hey, babe, you told me you are going to take the trash out an hour ago, but it's still there. I got it. I'll get it, babe, you know? And then it's still sitting there, you know, the next day. Well, you told me you're going to take that out. Are you ever going to take that out? You know, just say it. Take the trash out now, right? That's, and you guys get it. Then you're just like, oh, okay, I'll go get the trash, right? So. Or 
when we ask, what do you want to eat? And you say, <laughs> uh, whatever. We knew this home was coming, right? <laughs> no, that's but when you true. say, that's whenever you say, we're going to go out to eat. Great. Where are we going? Guess. And then take her to the first place she guesses. <laughs> it, well, now that's a great tip. I that's think, one way to do it. I that think is girls a great just tip. take direction differently. Like if you give them an assignment and, hey, go take that with the trash. We don't need a now or some of us, I guess. It's kind of just assumed. Like, go take out the trash. Don't yeah, have to wait. I would never in my life tell the woman, go take out the trash now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. There's a couch. You feel probably, like probably best not to put probably best not to put now yeah. on the, the car anything. Keys. Why don't you take a ride? Right. Yeah. Uh, let me cool off. Why don't you find a short pier? Take a long <laughs> yeah. right. Why don't you try that out? All right. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, um, that whole that whole direct thing, you know, um, it's funny with coaching over the years, I always found if I gave homework to women, you know, women might do it. And when I give homework to a guy, they come in completely prepared. I never have to tell a guy twice to do his homework ever. The guys are the most, they, they do better in coaching because they follow instruction. Really. So if you can find a loving way to instruct a man to do what you want him to do, a loving, graceful way, he'll do it. Will he do it half ass? <laughs> That's a different discussion. I mean, I get he's going to do the homework or whatever assignment that, you know, is it, is it just. I'm gonna, I will say this. No. I mean, in my experience with men, and I've done this a long time, men do a way better job at things. There's some women that are very detail-oriented that get it done, but I don't have to tell a man twice. They do it. A woman, I've got a reminder. You know, she'll come in. I need help. You know, and they're overthinking things instead of just man just does it. But so that's just kind of the differences between us is women are way more in our heads. What was the old saying? Um, hang on a second. I got to overthink about it. Right. Oh, yeah. um, but women are way more in their heads and men feeling. are just men just, you know, say what's on their mind. And, um, you know, we were taking some questions on social media and uh, we were talking about kind of like dating dilemmas. Where do we go wrong with communicating with one another? And before we get into some specifics, somebody had asked, you know, and I think this is relative for both men and women because it happens on both ends. Why does somebody say they'll go out with you and then they don't go out? They'll, they'll ghost you or they'll, you know, they won't respond to you. Brad's smiling big. So, yeah, well, that's because I actually think I asked you that question oh. a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yes. Um, I went on a date uh, with a young lady that actually we met on Facebook. She said, isn't, you know, after a couple of days of banter, she said, isn't this the time you ask me out for a steak or a drink or both? And we went out and met for a lunch, did a, you know, easy lunch date. Um, and she insisted like halfway through, I said, if we decide, you know, that this, we want to see each other again, you know, let's do an evening date. She goes, no, we will see each other again. Wow. She literally, you know, she goes, no, I absolutely. She was all about the, you know, getting to know me to that point. And then it was like 48 hours, like not 48 hours, no communication. It was, hey, how's your day? Me asking and then no reply for 48 hours. I don't know. I try to keep this. I've tried to process this in my head because I don't know how I feel about it. But, you know, all the while you're posting on Facebook and you're making doing all this and that and the other. But yet you take 48 hours to respond to me. 
and people, the, the world is out there. So if you're not responding to somebody, but you're on social media, they see. Yeah. I hear it all the time. They're yeah. they are stalking you. So you can pretty much assume, unless you stalking. block them, no. But you know what I'm saying? Unless you block them, they're going to see what's out there. So if you're not, be smarter. Right. Yeah, and, if, yeah, be smarter. And they got to the point to where, you know, I said, you know, I, whatever, I think I said something like, you know, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. I, I feel like maybe our lines, our paths aren't going to be able to cross, you know, conveniently or something of that nature. Some lame line I, line I came up with. Um, I was about to say, why don't you just, just straight up say, yeah. Yo, like, because I don't want to hurt. Okay, well, you know, uh, just be, you know, wait, 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 wait. And were you about to say you didn't want to hurt her feelings? No, you don't want to hurt your own feelings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't want to get blasted from her, so I was <laughs> setting myself up here so she couldn't just. Um, but no, and she said, no, 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 no. I've been really, really busy. I'm so sorry. I do want to see you. And okay, and I was upfront. Thank you. I mean, thank you for clarifying, clarifying because, but then as a couple of days went on again, I just realized this is just a line just to keep somebody on the hook. Right. And that's literally, I started thinking, okay, I'm a guy on the hook. That's what I am. And, you know, when it's convenient, then she'll get back to me. And so, you're on you're on the depth so, chart. So yeah. Based, yeah, based exactly. on that comment, because there are things that people like that say, and one of those would be, and I think men and women both say it, I'm just really busy right now. Is that an excuse? Like, what does that mean to you guys? If you say that to a woman, what does that mean? Does that mean you're busy or does that mean you just don't want to we'll see We'll get him? to you when it's convenient. Okay, because they're not a priority. Right. See? Well, sometimes I'm really busy. Yeah. Sometimes I'm legit busy. Right. And, but and, no communication? Um, sometimes I'm legit busy. I'm, you know, look, if I'm, if I'm packed with stuff during the day and I'm focused on work, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, really stopping to have a bunch of casual conversations, a quick text, you bet, to explain, hey, listen, I I promise not spoofing you. I'm so as busy. long as somebody's communicating and saying, look, I'm really busy, I'm interested, but I'm just slammed, but as long as they are communicating and not just these big, long pauses. Tommy, what about you? Thoughts? I'm kind of the same mindset as Steve. It's like, I'm also busy, uh, and sometimes I don't text somebody for like four or five hours as I'm taking care of like recordings or I'm doing stuff. I know recording. that. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so as soon as I'm done and I have a chance to, I send a text, just mm -hmm. a quick deal of kind of continuing the conversation, kind of let them know that I've been working yes. and just been so busy. So I think when it comes down to it, what she did was wrong because she didn't message you at all for 48 hours. If she had sent something to you kind of saying that she was busy with something else, it might have been a little bit more gray area. Right. No, and I agree. And I, But I want to specify that. I, I don't, I'm not talking about four hours, six hours. I mean, Dang I get yeah. busy. Yeah. I, I'm self-employed. And so, but at the end of the night, when I'm winding down, after I put my kid to bed, yeah. hey, I know I didn't get a chance to talk to you. Hope you had an amazing day. You know, that's that's how you keep staying engaged, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. So how much of a turn on, I mean, did that turn you away from her? Because that, that 48 hours probably would have changed your mindset about that person. Like, you know what, maybe maybe we didn't connect the way I thought, or maybe I would look at that person a little bit differently had y'all had, like, days of conversation. I don't know how it looked prior to that, but for 48 hours. Well, that's the thing. Because that shows you the level of interest. Yes. Yeah. And I think we're all guilty of it. There's a level of interest of okay, wow, I'm really interested in this person, and I do get busy too, and I'll let them know, like, hey, because there's times where you go days with 
lots of communication. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, work has just hit me and I'm just busy all day. If I'm interested enough, I'm going to let that person know, hey, by the way, I just want you to know my answers are going to be short today. You know, I'm really, really busy. So it, there's a lot. You just have to. It's no, and how I interested absolutely. are you in that person that you want to communicate with them that I'm not going to be readily available like I was over the weekend. So or I, last I think week. I think the, the the conclusion to this is if somebody says they're busy, if you hear because we hear that a lot these days, and somebody says, "Hey, I'm really busy. Sorry, I haven't been communicating." It's hard. That's a mixed signal. That's still going to be a mixed signal. I, because... It depends on the timing of it. If they do it, you know, like if they take two days to respond to you, like with Brad. Um, with his deal, you know, they take two days to respond and go, oh, I'm sorry, I've been really busy. Yeah, no. Chances you, are it's probably... You, you could have dropped a note. You yeah. could have dropped a reply. Right. Yeah. So, but, sometimes sooner than that. And then on, the, on less I'm than I'm realizing that, what a horrible communicator I am. Yes. Because uh, I will go days. I Now, do. I'm not saying anything. I will. Brad that. knows. I, I will. Yeah. I'm not calling out anybody in the studio, but I'm not going to mention any names for her. <laughs> Her initials are Jennifer Styers. So. <laughs> <laughs> of all people, definitely has a busy schedule, though. Yeah. But, no. you know, one of the, to your point, though, and that's where I'll be kind of raw here. And I, I get kind of anxiety at times because I go back and forth. Okay, am I expecting too much? Of, you know, it's been 24 hours. Am I expecting too much? You know, or, you know, am I being... Too Rash, needy. Rational? Yeah. Am I being too needy? What's because yeah. I don't want to be, you know, too needy in any way, shape, or form. And because I also am very busy and I like my space. So I'm gonna say this. Thank you for that. And I love how I love how emotional you are in a sense that you can communicate that because I think everybody gets that in their head, right? Everybody thinks that 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 first of all, you look at the other person, then you self-reflect. If you're not a narcissist, you'd be able to look and go, is there something with me? you know, that is, that is, you know, coming up here. But I think that if you meet somebody and there's anything about the communication that makes you uneasy or it's not flowing and it's not natural and now you're questioning yourself and you start feeling that icky feeling, that's probably not the right person for you. It's Oppum's razor. The easiest answer is most often the right The most obvious one, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate what you just said too. And I know that I've been guilty of, you know, you meet somebody and there's a lot of communicating going on, right? It's just for whatever the timing is, or it's going back and forth, you're feeling that connection and you're laughing or what it, whatnot. And then it, you know, could be a week, two weeks into it and maybe something is said or you see something about that person. You're like, kind of put the brakes on. And I, you know, I've had to check myself too of, okay, so maybe you don't have to, you know, go so hard in the paint right off the, right off the bat, you know, right, right, right. up front, like, nice you know, reference. communicating all the time, like kind of, Put the brakes on it a little bit because I've I've done that where it's just it's a lot and you're and then that person expects it. You're setting it up for okay, this person expects to hear from you all the time. There's all this communication going on, and then something happens and it's like, oh, wait. And then that's hard to explain. Cause then yeah. they're like, Well, Sil, what are you doing? What's wrong? What's wrong? You know, what what are you doing? And I'm like, it's hard to explain. Well, you kind of said this thing and it was uncomfortable and you know, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Everybody's under a microscope. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. So let's do this really quick. I thought this would be fun and easy and quick. Uh, you know, we all, everybody hears the same lines. Everybody that's out there dating hears the same things that come back from people. Uh, you know, kind of he said, she said, I need more time. I'm not ready. There's no chemistry. So let's just kind of round table this a little bit. 
right? So when somebody says, I need more time, um, what does that mean in, in the guy's world? If you said that to a woman, Steve, what does that mean to you? Just quick answer. I need more time says what? Means what? Uh, I just need a little space to take care of stuff that I'm dealing with. Okay. So it's not personal. No. Okay. Tommy, I need more time. When you say that to a woman, what does it mean? Uh, in the context of I'm telling her that. Uh-huh. Same thing as kind of Steve is just like, I I need time to just kind of process everything that we've been through. Just like uh, how many dates and whatnot. I just need time to process and I will come back. I just need to take a second to look back and okay. see. All so. right. I'm a little overwhelmed. Got it. Brad, what does that mean to you? I have no, I have no idea what context I would say that. Okay. I mean, I really don't. I, I don't. Why would I need more time? Now, if we're talking about if I'm uncertain about this individual, yeah, I don't need more time. I need more opportunity to get to know you, or I don't. Oh, right. wait a second. Was that something said like in the context of dating someone, or yes. just a, hey, I'll you know dating somebody? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I can't really imagine saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if somebody goes. Hey, this is our third date, and I'm really interested in getting married. I'd be like, eh, I'm going to need more <laughs> yeah. time. No, I don't need, that, but but then again, married. I don't Thank need more time. If, a, if a woman says that, I don't get, need more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a guaranteed <laughs> yeah. answer. All right, ladies, I need that. more time. You know, I think, find the exit. I, I, so, from a woman's point of view, what do you think? I, you I say, guess I would, if you say that to a guy, what does that mean? You know, I guess I'd be lying to say, going back to the level of interest. If I'm really interested, I may not utter those words. Right. Um, if I'm eh, so, so interested, and maybe they're more interested, I mean, not cool, not fair, but I may say, you know, I'm, I need a little bit more time. Or, right. she, so, again, or she has other options. Yeah. Right. I, and I, I'm going to say from a woman's point of view, too, if, if, if I said that or if, I, if a woman said that, I would tell you that the woman either is not sure of you or she's not sure of herself in the space that she's in. It may be that there's an ex in the picture. It may be that she's not healthy and she knows it. But if a woman, I think if a woman says, I need more time, she's not into you. She's just not. So, um, so you know what? Here's why we're doing it. Because I, it's interesting to hear, again, the guys, it really means time. <laughs> Except in the case of marriage. Um, okay, so, uh, so I'm not ready. It's almost the same thing, but it's that I'm not ready. So what is, if you say to a woman, you're not ready, what does that mean? Yeah, well, I'm hold just going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the context? Is yeah, it like to be not ready yeah. to be exclusive yeah, not or ready. Not in, a ready. Relation, in a relational context, if somebody just says, look, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this relationship. Okay. I'd, you know, one thing I would say, not to cut you off, Steve, sorry. I know you're up. But one thing I would say is <laughs> some of these things you're saying, I don't ever think my guy guys I know yeah. would say them. These are these are com these are things that guys, I, I've guys heard. Guys say this. Really? Guys say it. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. So not, Tommy, if you said I'm not ready, what would that mean to a woman? You're dating her, and then you they, it's not. I'm not ready to be. I'm not ready to be committed into it. Is uh -huh. that the question? Yeah. Uh, that would mean that. I'm not ready to be committed. Yeah, I'm not ready to be committed. There are other people that I could be possibly seeing because we aren't committed. And I may have other people that I want to see and mm -hmm. talk to because I'm not I ready didn't know that. I'm not ready for this level of commitment. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah, I can easily tell somebody that. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't, it absolutely does not mean, oh, because there's other people I'm seeing or that I want to see. 
It just may mean I'm just not ready to for this level of commitment with you. Right. Perfect. And so you? Same. I agree. Same. Same. You know, yeah. Same. Okay. Not ready for that level of commitment. But like what Brad was saying too, I think with other options, I mean, I really think people use that line because they're just, they're not ready to commit because of other options. And, and it's yeah. one of the things that you talk about often, Jennifer, you know, modern dating, everyone has options. It's a left, it's a right swipe. It's a, a DM on Facebook. You know, I'm not ready because there's some other variables that or other options that I'm evaluating. You know, it's just, and you mention it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, for sure. There's, there's definitely um, pe- people, there are a lot of options out there and uh, people are a lot less likely to uh, commit quickly these days. Uh, I, some people, I mean, then there's some people that are very commitment minded. So it's just finding your people. And again, if you ask the right questions on a first date, you'll know your people. I have a question, um, but what about on the other side of that table, the person receiving that, that line, the I'm not ready or, you know, what about the, that person? What do you do then? Do you, or I don't know if I'm asking myself this question or Have you been asking, told the panel, not ready? asking the panel, I mean, what do you do with that? You know, for me, I would think, okay, well, I've now asked, you know, that person is now giving me a response. They're not ready. I would hope that maybe I would be in a situation or to say, you know what? Okay, well, then I respect that. And maybe we need to find some distance here. Because if you're asking the question, I'm assuming because you want more. You know, so what is the person on the other side? The person I, that's asked a the great, question. That's what? a great, that is a great question. Because I think that there is a, there there's a tendency, especially for women, to go, oh, you're not ready. What can I do to right. make you more ready? Right. How can yeah. I be better? Right? That sounds like a pitfall uh, yeah. Yeah. on oh. all sides. Uh, right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I think that goes into the, uh, I've been really busy. You're not ready. Then anyway, what are we doing? You know, let's pull back. Yeah. I mean, the, the answer is when somebody says you're they're not ready, if it were me, you know, I would just, I mean, there's no, you're at a, you're at a cross point. So ask, what aren't you ready for? So what does that mean? We have been together for nine what months. What does that mean? We've moved in together <laughs> right. three months ago. What do you yeah. mean you're not ready? Yeah. Yeah. So just, just asking what that means and then taking it from there and being able to understand that you're, if a, somebody tells you they're at a certain place, you're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Now, you, how great you are and how loving you are and how amazing you are, it's not going to change that that person's not ready because they're not ready. It's not about you. Right. right. And that's a very big, that what you just said, that's huge. Cause I say that to myself all the time. Um, you tell it's not you're about not ready. Oh. <laughs> no, I say it's you, not me. Uh, it's not about me that what they're going through or if, you know, if I get rejected or, or then the not ready or the I'm really busy it's not, it's, it's, it's very difficult to do, but it's very important to have that conversation with yourself and understand that it's not about you. It's about them. Right. And if you force that, then it's going to be bad. The I'm not ready. The key word is I'm right. You know, it's not you, but, but that's, let's go there. It's not you. It's me. You know, everybody's heard that. Right. And sometimes it's true. Or said it. Right. Sometimes it is. Yeah, so it's not you, it's me. So, you know, from... I disagree with them. You're right, it is you. <laughs> right, it is you. Yeah. Yep. It is 100%. Absolutely. You're right. If you spring that on me, no matter what it's about. 
I think you're that, right. It's you. I think so. that is a thing that guys say a lot because they don't want to hurt a woman's feelings. I think a guy will say, it's not you, it's me. Tommy's shaking his head. No, I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've said it before. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it, but it really is them. It really is the connection. So it's not you, it's me. It is about them, but it is also about something with the connections not there, right? We could all agree on that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how about um, I'll call you? So, and I, I, I actually did get a question on that too, and it's on there because I think that that's something that, you know, a woman will say, or a, more so a man will say, like you, you meet a guy and he'll say, hey, I'll give you a call. And then they never call. So what's that? Why would a guy say he's going to call a woman and then not call him? Because he's lame. Okay. He's just lame. But okay. he's just trying to be pleasing at the time. Maybe not hurt the feelings. But, I mean, is, is it that? Would you tell a woman it, you'd call her and not and, and not have really any interest in her? No. Would you no. do it to lead her I mean, on? But do yeah. guys informally say that? Ladies, I mean, did you hear that? Like, he didn't just say it to... You know, he didn't just say it to what did I, what did I miss? Nothing. Okay. He didn't just say it to to waste his breath, right? Right. Correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You can just as easily so why say you it call? was nice to meet you. Right. Or have a great night. So you why would you why would you not call if you said? Because this happens to both men and women that a woman will say, I'll get back to you, and she doesn't, or a man will say, I'll call, and he doesn't. I hear this from women all the time. I'm going to say, sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. For me, it's two things. It can be one of two things. The first one is that they lied, and they're not actually going to call you, and that's rude. The second, and one that I fall under sometimes, forget. Yeah. You forget that you said you were going to call them, especially if it was a night with drinks, if you met someone, you're having fun. Sometimes something comes in the way. Like for us, we're always so yeah. busy. Yeah, like but the person. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's not more. It's not more of a deal of like, you you don't you either forget or you're not going to follow through. That that's my thing. Like, it, regardless of kind of what you do, and the person who does forget, they'll remember at the most inconvenient time and freak out and yeah, try it's to one o'clock in out. the morning, and you're like, oh my god, I forgot to m- call them back. I do that all the time. Um, so having said that, so what do you do? What do you do if you um, if you are on the receiving end of that? And whether it's a man or woman, and Brad, you experienced it with the 48 hours of no contact. Do you contact that person or do you not contact them? If somebody's forgotten to call you or text you back, do you actually give them a text message and say, I guess you're not interested or do you just leave it alone? You know, uh, this... like Jen, I asked you that question. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cricket? Um, no, in this particular circumstance, I went outside what I normally do. And I, I did reach out and I said, Hey, you know, whatever it is, obviously something's gone awry here. Um, and maybe there was just a misunderstanding, but you know, I, you know, and I addressed it, um, and a friend of mine, a, a woman, she's married. She criticizes me quite often about my decisions. She said, "You sound so pathetic." And I was talking back and forth with that emotion about, okay, yes, but also, I don't know. For some odd reason, I needed that closure. I need. I and. And of course, then first me mentioning that to her, she goes, "Need now you're even more pathetic." So may I may I just say here, like I think the answer to all of this is 
you know, it, it's owning who you are in that, meaning like in that circumstance where she didn't respond, but you wanted closure, that's fine. But at least own where you are. So maybe the comment to her back should have been, hey, listen, I text you and there's, you know, there seems to be all these pauses in between. It's mm -hmm. been 48 hours. Mm -hmm. nope. Yeah. And this is not how I operate. Nope. When I, no, nope. 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 I'm going to tell you why. Okay. You can do that. Still, you can do that. A man, you just can't, can't it, do just it. can't do it to a woman. You can't do that to a woman. So you'll be, a, you'll be labeled as a bully or if a, a guy, you know, a, if a guy, you cannot I think do it. I, I would respect a guy that if he said, listen, the, when I'm interested in a woman, I'm going to reach out to her. I'd like to see her again. And that's how I show my interest. Clearly you're not interested. And so this connection isn't going to work, but I wanted to say had a great time. I wish you well. Thanks very much. You're Goodbye. too needy. I was busy. You're too needy. Yeah. You're too needy. I was busy. That was, a, that was a response? Or, or, or no, no, I'm just saying that's, that's, what, what, that's, that's what you would hear. Or, or, oh. don't, or don't harass Phil, me or don't do be you, pushy. Oh, or, yeah, I you think you're soft. Do you agree with me? I, I would. I mean, I would appreciate that. I guess if somebody reached out and said, Because he hey, still has know. his manhood. Right. He stated, I tried to court you. That's what I do. These were my intentions. You weren't, you didn't reciprocate. I'm out. But then I don't even know. I don't even know that I would go. I don't know that I would go that far to even give them that. I mean, a 48-hour no-show that the, the action shows it all. So I guess it just kind of depends if you're willing to go that extra so step. Here's Did, the deal though. I, again, 48 hours or somebody doesn't call. We've heard from everybody on the panel. There are times when people just get busy and they forget. I know for a fact, there's times when on my phone, a text comes in. I can't answer it. Then it falls way down on my phone. And there's another 25 text messages that came in. I miss it. I but, find it days later. not on a romantic interest. I mean, I get what you're saying. You, you have, uh, I mean, no, not that you don't get romantic interest. I don't mean like that. No, her facial expression was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot. You guys, you guys, there should be a webcam broadcast. <laughs> you guys should see Jen's face right now. But I would imagine with the, I, can't, I actually can't imagine all the messages you get. And there's going to be some priority there. There's going to be ones that you don't want to miss or that you want them to know, hey, just really quick. But if somebody's close to me, they better understand that I'm busy and they are going. They might be my last priority that day. Right. Because so, they know I'm busy. Right. So, so Brad get over or Steve, they're going to know that with, with yeah. you. They're going to yeah. show you some yeah. grace and mercy and they're not going to be offended exactly. by it. And they're not going to, you know, send you a, a you know, they're not going to well, write like you off for you. I feel like you're projecting I Jen. I got to say something to your listening audience. Right about now, you have a bunch of women listening. You have you have plenty of men listening, but oh, yeah. but for the women who are listening to this podcast, if you guys haven't picked up on how real and how nice and kind Brad is, oh, what is wrong with y'all? Right? You guys need to hit Jen up seriously. Because now I'm not I'm I'm not saying <laughs> he's I am actually not, blushing. I it's am cute. not saying that lightly. <laughs> it's cute. He really is. Like, if you guys don't, I mean, like the guy just he bears soul, shares his heart. I mean, plus he's because women totally like jerks. Look at that That's guy. a whole nother conversation. It's anyway. a whole nother conversation. They do. You know what, ladies? Find a guy that's got substance to him. There's not one guy that is in this room or her, besides maybe one kind of that came here once. Oh, um, yeah. I, that no. that we've ever had that aren't great guys. Like recognize the great no so we're just laughing we're not mentioning your name but <laughs> but having said that like you guys are great guys women stop dating the jerks stop looking for the you know complaining about what men don't do and and 
quit going for the assholes and date a nice guy. I mean, it, they're there. They want to court you. They want to be there for you. You know, they're available. They care about you. They're, you know, they're going to be kind and good and considerate of you and faithful. Right? Funny thing is, is I just realized and just remembered that the woman we're talking about had already had also gone out with another guy on your panel. Oh. I found that out too. Uh, well, to change enough, the subject. <laughs> enough about and see, and you you've been so polite. You haven't called her out, put her out on front street or anything. Look at that. No, I no, that. would not do that. I would not do that. Well, you know what? I I uh, I do think you know the one thing we could take because there was a million more um, a million more scenarios where it's kind of like we think so differently on things, men and women. And I think the one thing we need to consider is there is no uh, there is no canned answer. So if we get an answer from somebody, I need space, I need more time. Uh, you know, I think we need to say other people. Well, we already know what that means. And they say other people. Um, we need to talk. Whatever. Just get more clarification. What does this mean? Don't be afraid to ask somebody for more clarity on what. You know, don't be afraid of rejection. I mean, you put yourself out there. You could be accepted or rejected. So you've got to accept either one so you can deal with it. And don't question it. Yeah. If they give you that answer, right. If they give you that answer, then that that's that's, that's true answer. to them. That's their truth. That's that's you know they're they're trying to be truthful. So don't don't question it. I mean, right. listen, to, really listen to what they're saying. Or fight with them about it. Right. Oh don't gosh, try to I convince hear that them all the time from men that women will fight with them when they tell them. Yeah. Don't try to convince them. No, you don't need more time. Well, you don't know what they need. Maybe they really. Maybe they. Maybe they're just not that into How you. How many and times then, do men go into that conversation to break up and then end up back with the girl because she's talked them into staying, right? Or vice versa. Right. So just so listen to it when they're, if they're going to tell you that, then listen to it. Yeah. Brad's laughing. So am I. Uh, <laughs> It's not necessarily talking that same, keeps you in the stay. Same as these, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Okay, or that. Uh, well, you know what, panel? Thank you I for can. being here. I know. I, you know what? I am I am blessed to have Tommy, the, this great producer. He's young but so soulful and such an old soul, um, always contributing. I know he's taking a nice little bow. Um, all you 20-something-year-old women, I know where to find him. Let me know. Uh, and, uh, and, and Steve and Brad, um, you guys are, you guys are great gentlemen. I mean, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the feedback. I think women need to hear from nice guys. They need to know that you're out there and they need to know what, you know, how to communicate and how to, how to maneuver around and, you know, and, and just to hear that you guys aren't going to play these kind of games. Some of these lines, you guys have never even heard of them or said them. So that's pretty remarkable. And so, you're a great sidekick, Chick. <laughs> I, I will have you on again for sure. I really, I like yeah. you and I like the way you you communicate. You're very direct and yeah. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. So yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, also beautiful. Um, why she's single, I don't know, but um, maybe she needs she's more not. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs more time. Yeah. She needs more time. Uh, maybe it's those first date questions we need to brush up on. Um, okay, well, thanks for being here and uh, look forward to uh, next week. We have uh, Bella Gandhi uh, joining us um, on our podcast, and she's going to be talking about online dating. Welcome to our Dear Jen segment for today. Uh, I have a question from a woman who uh, messaged me and she said, I, Jen, I need some advice. Uh, I've been dating a guy for a year. Uh, we fell for each other deeply. Now he's asking for space and saying he's not ready for a commitment. Uh, we continue to see each other occasionally, but it hurt me to see him. I told him how much this hurt me and I wanted a committed relationship that leads to marriage. 
I broke things off with him as it hurt too much. He said he understood if I couldn't put my life on hold. Recently, we had dinner, and he asked me to hang on and not leave him. He just needs time. I agreed. However, I don't know if I can continue to hang on to false hope. Is it okay for me to date in the meantime, or do I need to break it off with him once and for all? Uh, confused in Dallas, please help. It's a great question. Uh, I think uh, many people have found themselves in that position of being with somebody, and then uh, the other person backs away because they need space or time or whatever it is that they need. Um, it, it, uh, it's not, I mean, sometimes people get into relationships before they're ready. Sometimes people get into a relationship thinking they're ready and then a certain feeling hits or some, uh, something's triggered and they do need a little space to think about it and figure it out. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously it's a hard it's hard to give somebody that space when you love somebody and you want to be with them and you're fine, but they need space. There's, we always have to remember there's two people in a relationship. And as much as it hurts, we have to try to be understanding and compassionate and empathetic to somebody else's situation. Understand it's not about us usually, uh, but it's about, it's about them. Uh, and if, you know, if that's, if that is, you know, part of the process, we need to allow the process to unfold as it needs to. Uh, obviously, again, I think the inclination for anybody is to hold on tighter when we feel like we're losing something. Um, but in, in all relationships, even marriages that, you know, last however many years, there's times and spaces where, you know, couples go and move further away from each other to get closer. Um, there are times when people need more autonomy or, or periods of growth uh, for themselves. And so it's important that we're able to, to give that comfortably uh, and reasonably uh, to somebody. And, uh, and I think it just, it, how long of a time, like in this particular situation, I would say, how, how much time does he need? And what does, you know, what is, what are his expectations for you? And I would ask it. I mean, it's okay if you're not going, you don't want to meet them just to see where his head is. What are the expectations you have for you in the meantime? If he wants time and space, you know, is he okay with you seeing other people? Is, you know, is, is he okay with the thought of losing you in the process? Is it, you know, because you, you know, you're not privy to what's going on in his head, uh, nor do you always have to be. But, you know, is that something that he would encourage you to do? Uh, so I feel like just conversations need to be had around it and make decisions accordingly together about it. And if he's good with it and you're good with it, then date other people. I mean, there's no reason you have to put your life on hold why somebody's trying to figure their own stuff out. I mean, at that point, you know, when things are figured out, they may or may not come back, uh, regardless of who they are, you know, regardless of the relationship. So uh, I do think it's important that we take care of our own uh, mental health and uh, physical health and emotional health and do what's best for us. And of course, the relationship and giving somebody time, space and respecting that they need it from time to time is super important. So there is my answer to that question. I hope it helps. And uh, I hope for 
whatever, whatever the reason is, I hope that the two of you are able to find a way back to each other. Sometimes giving somebody space and time is all that it takes. Uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen.com. Thanks for listening. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovejen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.